0: This is a News Laundry Podcast and you're listening to The Awful and Awesome Entertainment Rap.
1: Hello, hello. Uh, Welcome to The Awful and Awesome Entertainment Rap. My name is Abbas.
0: And I'm Nailka
1: and neither of us are Abhinandan or Rajshree uh, because the inmates have overtaken the asylum uh, we both are subscribers to News Laundry. Rajshree and Abhinandan are away uh, this week so we are going to be hosting the show for you. Uh, so uh, nanika just say hi and introduce yourself. Uh, you've been on the show once before. Would you like to say anything else or add to it?
0: Yes, hi. I've been here once before and I'm excited to be back. Uh, the last time I talked about a superhero film and I'm going to talk about an superhero film this time uh the last time i got completely toasted in the youtube comment section i am hoping it doesn't happen this time uh (laughs) uh, do you have anything to add abbas
1: no i was very much here last week as well with rajri and uh she introduced me as saying that for a change we have someone who has seen (laughs) and uh uh, sort of uh, checked out everything we're going to discuss and I have let her down in exactly one week because one of the things that we are going to be discussing this, this on this episode, I haven't watched all the way through. So I'll just quickly run the listeners down to what we are going to discuss. Uh, we are going to be discussing uh, the new superhero film that Nenika mentioned, which is The Batman. Uh, we'll be discussing that. We'll be discussing the brand new web series on Lionsgate Plus called Jugadistan. And uh, we will also be discussing the comedy show slash ironical show which uh, the president of Ukraine uh, has starred in called Servant of the People. Uh, I checked out one episode of it and I have some very interesting opinions on it. And uh, Nanika and will be telling us about uh, a, a book that she wants to discuss called Sea State which which i have not had the time to uh, to read but i'm very interested in knowing what she has to say about that uh, cool anika shall we begin
0: before we talk about the batman i yes. saw your twitter and you had ranked every batman movie that you liked in the order that you liked them so i wanted to ask Great. what do you think of batman as a character not the movie not like just like batman as a character do you like him personally what do you think he is what do you like about him
1: I love Batman. Uh, Batman for me, top five fictional characters of all time. And uh, there's a very simple reason for this. So I was born in the late 80s. I grew up in the 90s. And the reason for this is the Batman cartoon, which is called the Batman animated series, which used to come on DD Metro every Sunday morning, if I'm not wrong. Uh, I grew up watching that. Uh, It is considered as one of the best cartoon animated shows in general, even in like the pantheon of animated shows uh, so fell in love with batman grew up watching batman uh, there were two very cheesy batman movies that came out in the 90s which aren't regarded in very uh, in high esteem today but uh, but yeah a rich billionaire who has a cave and cool gadgets and has no one to bother him What is not to like? (laughs) I love Batman.
0: Okay, so Abbas, you clearly have history with Batman and your experiences marred by nostalgia. It's not the case with me. I have been exposed to very little Batman lore, so it'll be interesting to see how, you know, our history, my lack of history and your very rich history with Batman impacts how we saw the movie. Fear is a tool. When that light hits the sky, it's not just a call a warning if this continues it won't be long before you've nothing left i don't care what happens to me maybe we're not so different
1: who are you under there i'm
0: vengeance so yeah so would you like to start what did you think of the movie the first impression quickly
1: i liked the film I did not love the film. If you would go to my Twitter handle, which by the way is at Abbas moment, uh, you can can go hit the follow button right now. My all-time top favorite Batman movie still is The Dark Knight, which came out in 2008. I thought there were a lot of things to love in this particular film. The thing I really loved about the film was uh, that it approaches it as a mystery. Of all the cinematic iterations of Batman we have seen, this is the most detective-like where he's, he's solving one case for, for, for most of the film from beginning to end. It has a very unique film noir aesthetic to it, where uh, this film also uses, especially in the beginning few sequences, it uses a voiceover where we can hear what's going in Batman's mind. And that is interspersed with, uh, with him going into CD alleys and meeting some really bad guys and following them. So that, that detective work, which is very familiar to people who read the Batman comic books because Batman is a very old character. He comes from the 1940s. So he he was a take on the sort of uh, pulpy detective uh, novel uh, heroes that, that came out of that era. That's the one thing I really liked about it. The few things I did, 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 did I won't say I did not like them, but I think the film could have done better is I think it's too long. It's almost three hours long. A huge chunk of the film could have been cut out, I feel. And I personally fo- felt the third act was very unsatisfactory. I did not get the feeling of walking out of the film uh, feeling like, oh my God, that was amazing. Uh, I, did, I did not get closure for, from the film. Uh, even though the film ends on a somewhat hopeful note, I did not get the feeling that I get from some other superhero films Mazaga. Uh, so yeah broadly that was my uh, that was my take from the film. What did you think?
0: Uh, so I judge movies by how blown away I am when I'm in the theater if it completely like you know if it's an immersive anyway like watching a movie in a theater is an immersive and a beautiful experience right uh, so I on that front it rates pretty well like I didn't dislike it. I liked it, but I'm not like obsessed with it I'm not in love with it I'm not going to go back and think about it for days on end Mm -hmm. Um, while I was watching it I did have like a gripe with the fact that it felt extremely long but then in hindsight I thought that you know uh, the movie isn't tight like it's not one snap 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 thing happening after the other there's some fast paced scenes and then in the middle it's just like slow so I feel like Mm -hmm. because it's long and like you know interspersed with like a lot of action and a lot of like introspection it sort of gives texture to the movie so it's not supposed to be tight. I suppose, you know, that it deviates from like other action movies or other superhero movies in the sense that it's not tight. It's not, it doesn't keep mm-hmm. you on its toes, but it does add an interesting texture to it. And I suppose that is what the filmmakers are also going for, given the fact that the noir theme was also a choice. Right. So I suppose making it deliberately long was a choice to deviate from what, you know, has been the norm. And that can be received in any way. Like you are a very dedicated Batman fan and you didn't enjoy this cinematic choice so it can go like right or wrong but it was definitely a deliberate choice to make it long and not make it tight and snappy Mm -hmm. um but yeah like you know what I like about the movie is that it feels like it was made with a lot of love. It's not a funny movie, but it's definitely like, it's interspersed with being lighthearted. It's interspersed with being fun. It's fun, it's not funny, which is a very clear distinction, yeah, which yeah. I liked about it. I liked that it was a fun movie to watch. It wasn't like, it could be not dark, it could be noir, it could leave you depressed, but it didn't entirely do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: I thought that was an interesting choice. I liked that it was made with love. I felt like the you know people who wrote it, directed it, acted in it, enjoyed being a part of it uh which was yeah which was evident and i and i like that i'm a sucker for sentimentality so
1: uh have you seen the dark knight which came out in 2008
0: no. okay <laughs>
1: and then it comes making really awkward faces
0: um See, like with spider-man it happened as well like, i hadn't watched the so i'm a little bit uh, scared to it
1: did you but, watch the re- recent spider-man that came out uh did, far I from remember. home Yes, you did I, right I, I and did. did you watch it with a crowd which, which was hooting and clapping yeah, I yes did. <laughs> so i happened to go for the batman on on a friday so really? i also pretty much watched it for a change with a with, with an actual packed house because right. maharashtra has now now done away with the 50 percent capacity so right. <laughs> uh, me and a very scared friend of mine uh, were watching it with a almost full house and you could sense that there is this uh this eagerness in the crowds today because most people now uh, when it comes to hollywood they Almost only go out to watch uh, superhero films in yeah, huge numbers, true. and the Spider-Man film pretty much gave you cues where to clap and where exactly. to hoot and it where did. to where to, to cheer. And I could sense that this superhero hungry crowd is looking for that in this movie yeah, as well. Yeah. Even and I, they got like exactly two instances where they could do it. Even uh, the, I was in
0: the theater and it was like a crowd full of men who were very excited to watch it because it's a Batman movie. And they was just yeah. very clearly disappointed. Like it didn't yeah. cater to them like they needed to be catered to. Uh, because yeah. I heard a lot of disappointment. I heard a lot of, you know, like people were actually, like this person sitting right in front of me at the end of the movie, he was just cursing. He was so mad. He's like, his, one of his main gripe was Robert pattinson's voice is not as deep as it could have been like christian Baines was in right, the right. Trilogy, which is uh-huh. brings me to my next question do what do you think of Robert pattinson as Batman?
1: I really liked him. I yep. I I was I am not one of those uh, uh, people who uh, who criticise the choice of choosing him as a as as the as the actor to play Batman, because I think his post Twilight career has been very interesting. Mm-hmm. He's almost exclusively worked in independent, offbeat, experimental films, and uh, and his performances in those have been really good. Mm-hmm. So when he was chosen for this, I was I was intrigued because I think this is his first big budget film after the twilight saga so the twilight saga i'm not a big fan of i have (laughs) i have revisited it and it has some really weird things in it which i'm a fan (laughs) of but on the whole it's a very off-putting franchise for me but i was confident he was able to pull this off I loved him as Batman. My gripe is him playing Bruce Wayne because the portrayal of Bruce Wayne in the previous films have, has been this playboy billionaire. Right. Which that he, was which
0: absolutely he... not the case. We exactly. got a virgin Bruce Wayne this time.
1: Yeah, very, very emo, very goth uh, Bruce yeah, yeah, Wayne. Yeah,
0: very socially awkward. And just, yes. to, you can see it that you want to like, he's a little sad. You want to feed him a good meal.
1: But that also, I think, is a choice because... Uh, absolutely,
0: uh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Because uh, uh, importantly in this film, it's his second year as Batman. So he's still figuring out the balance between wanting to be this guy who dresses up as a bat and fights crime right. and he, he actually in the film we get the sense that he wants to be that he almost does not want to do anything with this other life right. so if they make sequels to this maybe we'll actually see the origin story of the Bruce Wayne that we perceive this playboy billionaire right. and how he almost in, intentionally creates a split personality so that he can fool the people uh uh in 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 Gotham City uh, but the reason I was asking you about The Dark Knight is because uh, one of the reasons that I felt the film uh, lacked originality was also because the the, the the sequences, for example, there's a Kache sequence in this film, which is well done. But again, I think a better version of this exists in The Dark Knight. Yeah. There is a sequ- an interrogation sequence with the main bad guy in this film, which again is good and well done. But uh, the, the interrogation scene in The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger's Joker is like one of the best of all time. So I feel like uh, this film echoes, certain, it it makes me want to go back and watch The Dark Knight again. My uh, next so, question so. is
0: going to be, you know, who's your favorite Batman? But I think the answer is <laughs> Dark Knight no, Batman clearly. Uh,
1: no, it's not. It's not Christian Bale no. actually. It's Michael Keaton, the '80s Batman, the very yeah. the very first uh, big screen Batman. Interesting. Uh,
0: I've heard like really um, split reviews about Michael Keaton's Batman. Something. No, I
1: really I, I, I love Michael Keaton. I think he's he was the best. Okay. Uh, and and he's going to he's going to uh suit up as batman again yes. in a flash yes. movie that's yes. going, that's going to come so uh so so the note to the producer to send uh, <laughs> rajri and abhinandan away for that week as well <laughs> 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 so everybody can discuss that. But Nannika, there's been a lot of uh, talk about that this Bat uh, that this Batman movie was very political. Did you catch mm-hmm. any? Oh real life.
0: I was, re- was going <laughs> to ask you. <laughs> I were uh, clearly very much in sync. There was criticism of this Batman being extremely woke, and I watched the movie and I thought about it. And honestly, uh, it tries to be woke, but it doesn't. Still feel like. The writer's room is spends too much time on Twitter, so it was not, like they weren't aggressively woke, or they didn't have to rely on tropes of wokeness to sort of push the story forward, which I respect. Mm-hmm. I think the reason people took like people had a gripe with it was because I mean I don't want to give any spoilers, but but I mean I'm not sure if it counts as spoilers, but still you can skip like the next five <laughs> minutes uh, just as a precaution. Uh, so yeah, so the villain was like a guy who's terminally online and is very clearly radicalized by the internet and I suppose people took gripe with the fact that you know uh, that that could be the villain that people assume too much power in people who are online like terminally online and I I mean uh, I've had my fair share of brushes against people on Twitter who I'm pretty sure are going to end up as domestic terrorists (laughs) so um (laughs) So, you know, uh, I don't think it's completely far-fetched. And even then, it didn't feel overdone to me. Like, a lot of people were criticizing it for being anti-cop because, you know, the anti-cop sentiment is very much a political hot topic in the States right now. I did not feel it was the case. Like, it didn't even feel aggressive towards cop in particularly anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, I did not think it was over-the-top woke. It was Mm -hmm. definitely tried, but I suppose that's congruent with the times that we live in. It wasn't aggressively woke or off-puttingly
1: woke. Right. Interesting. So... Uh, as far as the cop uh, point goes, I think this film is uh, much less anti-cop than some of the previous Batman films. Because mm-hmm. I remember in one of the previous, ba- in, in this film, you can see uh, Commissioner Gordon, who's like the confid uh, Batman's confidant yeah. in the within the police department. Yeah. He very much brings Batman on board to crime yes. scenes and yes. lets him investigate. Yes. Uh, in one of the previous Batman films, there's actually a line where Batman tells Gordon, "Can I have a look at the crime scene before your department messes it, messes it up?" Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought there was a very good integration of there is a hostility from the cops towards Batman. Yes. But definitely. again, without without giving much away, they get around it towards the end. Yeah, they do. And um, as far as the the political nature of it is concerned, uh, yeah, I mean the, the the main bad guy who's who's the Riddler. Uh, his, his main mode of sort of communication with the audience is to make extremely graphic videos right. uh, to, to sort of create fear, which again is, is, is a very real uh, situation that we live in nowadays really? with cell phones and graphic videos right. uh, and of crimes uh, playing before our eyes almost every day. Um the one thing i was actually shocked by is uh, in 2011 or 12 when the dark knight rises uh released uh, which was the last solo batman iteration there was a mass shooting yeah, uh, yeah. attack uh, in, yeah. inside of uh, at which was playing the the movie right and the climax of this movie has a a mass shooting element built right. into it, it, does. it, does. it does. which i thought was a was a little too soon to sort of go there in a Batman film, even though at one point Robert Pattinson's character Batman does say no guns. Yeah. So I like that they put that idea in in the film that he's against the against guns in general, and we yeah, don't. He's see like
0: Daredevil shoot. in that sense, as a no kill. Yeah,
1: boy. yeah, and we don't see him shoot anyone. Right. But right. I was a little uncomfortable with that. And Bruce Wayne's parents in this uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne, there is a whole uh, idea that they that his dad was running for mayor. Again, these are mild spoilers, guys. I'm not really giving away much of it, but it reminded me of this idea of the Clintons. There right. is this whole idea that the Clintons are shady people who right. wash away everything, by getting, getting the mob to uh, sort of wash away their dirty laundry. And that was very interesting. Like so far in all of Batman lore, Bruce Wayne's parents have been seen this seen as very upright citizens. Right. This movie actually questions that. They were like, right. Right. If, this is a, yeah. if, if he was running for mayor, of course, he wanted a clean record. So how far would have he gone to do that? So I think that was a very interesting take. Yeah, I think
0: it was congruent with the whole theme of making it a little bit dark. So obviously, the parents yeah, yeah. also were not like completely like angelic presence, like an angelic memory for Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it was definitely yeah, yeah. something that he fought against and had to deal with it as well. Which is, again, very much a choice. And I think one that works sort of well. It wasn't like terrible that he was he had to have that moral dilemma. i think thinking that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that revealed, I think that was support. Like that was when he was battling with what he thinks of his parents' identity. Is when yeah. you get to see more of him as Bruce Wayne. Um, and, you know, it really like, yeah. it sets yeah. the tone. It's an interesting, like... My gripe with the movie is that you don't get to see enough of Bruce Wayne, but I felt like that was one of the more powerful scenes that allows his character to be explored.
1: Okay. Uh, last thing before we move on, what did you think of uh, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman? Oh,
0: um, very beautiful, but left a lot to be desired. Like She could have been okay. so much better. She genuinely could have been like a better presence on the screen. I did not hmm. think they did justice to her. Mm-hmm. um so yeah uh, the one like people I mean you had like a gripe with the fact how the third act ended but and you were like you know it's like there's some sense of like it's slightly hopeful but not particularly so I felt like it did justice to you know the, the quintessential hero's arc where he starts off at he starts off as angry, he starts off as frustrated and towards the end, he realizes that he needs to become a beacon of hope for the people. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was very like... again. Yeah, as that's terrible... the
1: ending, guys. That's not a spoiler. The the superhero is the beacon of hope. <laughs> sorry, go ahead.
0: So sorry, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, apologies to everyone listening. <laughs> Uh, but yeah I would have to say that you know I mean it made me very hopeful towards the end and I like I mean again as I said I'm a very sentimental person so that right. like it, it satisfied my need for sentimentality from a movie that is essentially so dark but still ends up on a nice
1: mm.
0: uh, sort of nice and hopeful note so that was good
1: since you since we were talking about the movie being woke uh, there is one sequence again guys skip three minutes if you don't want to know but there is a scene this is not a major spoiler but okay. uh there's a scene where batman is uh sort of stalking Catwoman, right. and he's using binoculars and looking through the window right. uh in, into the into the into the place where uh selena kyle is is living right. and there's a scene where uh she changes into her Catwoman costume right now in most superhero movies in order to sort of uh, hammer hammer home the morality of the hero. Mm-hmm. They would probably do this thing where he would put the binoculars and look away because yeah, oh my yeah, god yeah. a woman is changing clothes yeah. I can't look into the window. This movie actually chooses to not do that. He yeah. continues to look in, in into the window and uh, again I think that harkens back to an old film noir convention where in those days if a man is uh, looking through binoculars into a woman changing we just went ahead with it when I say we as in people of that time because okay that's the convention you know so I think that was sort of an interesting choice that the film took that that was
0: definitely an interesting choice and reveals a lot about you know Bruce Wayne, psychosexual. Yeah, Bruce. yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Nice yes. to have, nice to have a freak Batman.
1: <laughs> yeah. <Especially> surprise, surprise. <laughs> a rich guy who dresses up as a bat to beat guys up in the night
0: <laughs> is but, not yeah, all. When I saw this, sh- like, that particular scene where she's, you know, dressing, she's changing or whatever, it was, it very clearly, was a choice to do it in a way that it looks like sexualized. It's kind of sexualizes as cat woman. Yeah. I am not going to put too much thought into what, like, how i see it because i don't think that's sort of um that it warrants that much of a conversation or that much attention but yeah it was definitely done in a way that it was supposed to be gratifying i mm. that was very clearly a choice right um i don't have much to add about it but yeah okay. i mean if you have any other inputs please let me... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh cool. okay,
1: okay 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 yeah my last yeah. last
0: last bit before we uh quick at the top of your head the best thing the worst thing about the movie
1: the best thing i think just the way the film looks it's very rainy it's very damp it's very creepy uh w- w- that was which the is best i th- think
0: about it i hated it i was like this looks so <laughs> dirty oh god
1: <laughs> no for me i mean that's the one thing that kept me hooked i was like okay this this is a this is a crime drama the way they have portrayed uh, everything on screen right. uh and the worst thing i have to say the length it's just too damn long. I mean, after the second hour, I was really again we we are not used to going to the movie theaters so much anymore. So right. I was I was I was really getting angsty in the last last forty five minutes where I was like they could have gotten to the. I mean, the film ends like six different times where right? you feel like okay. <laughs> I think now it's over. No, I think now it's over. Yeah, yeah. So see, yeah, I
0: have the feeling of like this just keeps going on and on. But I suppose that was the choice. So
1: the point. length would I have be the worst. One
0: factual question though: uh, Is the city of Gotham like? Supposed- is, is it like New York? Is it like a fictionalized New York? Fictionalized Chicago? Is it like does it have any parallels in a real city?
1: So at various times throughout Batman's history various writers and filmmakers have uh, portrayed it uh, differently. Right. So Tim Burton who made the first couple of Batman films for him and and throughout most of comic book history also it's just this very gothic uh, yeah. What 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 if Gothic Directly architecture Gothic. meets meets uh, uh, a metropolitan city? Right. Uh, when Christopher Nolan made his Dark Knight trilogy, he shot it in Chicago, and he pretty much. Uh, portrayed it it, like Chicago, and even the cops in that in those films had a had a light Chicago accent. Oh. Uh, and and the very interestingly in the 90s, Joel Schumacher, mm-hmm. um, who bought a very sort of uh, queer aesthetic to the whole uh, to the whole uh, Batman mythos, w- w- which is criticized head and tail uh, mm-hmm. by the fans. He bought this almost uh, sort of this 80s kitschy sort of uh, colorful uh, uh, portrait yeah, this movie of Gotham no City.
0: Color, really, like- I mean, I think that was my gripe with it. I'm like, I, I mean, get it, like, Noah was a choice, but it just absolutely yeah. had no color. It was dark and a kind of, you know, sort of. I different. actually
1: come to think of it, there's a YouTube video by this, uh, by a YouTube channel called In Praise of Shadows, mm-hmm. who who has actually uh, traced analyzed, the history, analyzed the the history of Gotham City and oh. its portrayal. on on screen and I
0: love I'm I'm a big sucker for movies where like the city is one of the characters and they're like the city ugly big bad place full of bad people you should leave it as soon as possible (laughs) I feel like that's that's like Constantine does it Seven does it Last Night in Soho does it I feel like this movie also does it to an extent the city is very much a character um, and I like that so yeah what about
1: you for worst thing and best thing best
0: thing how beautiful Zoe Kravitz was I couldn't (laughs) do The worst thing they should have done better with Zoe Gravitz is just oh. better give her like a better meaty more interesting character the next time it felt like it wasn't like there was a lot to be desired there okay. primarily by me okay.
1: <laughs> so for me it's a it's a recommendation but uh I can't wait when it comes on an OTT platform and I can just fast forward the morning yeah, yeah, parts. I get it. I,
0: get it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you should still try and watch it in the cinema if you're okay with sitting yes, for two, yes. two and a half hours because it's a yeah. very beautiful experience to watch it in a cinema. Like how dark and moody it is at times, how aggressive it is at times. It's very like, I was sweating out my fever in the theater. I'm not even kidding. But it was it was generally still pretty much a good experience. So um, yeah, go watch it in the theater. Yeah. Time. Like do it.
1: Yeah, so it's a it's a recommendation from a long time Batman fan and someone who uh, is not very well well versed yes. with Batman. So I think the film wo- works on its merit. Yeah. So uh, that was our discussion about Batman. Now, before we move on to our next uh, topic of discussion, I would just very quickly, as is my uh, as is my duty as the as a stand in host of uh, Awful and Awesome this week, it's my duty to tell you that News Laundry has covered the elections from the ground and are continuing uh, to bring you stories. Manisha, Atul, Meghnad, Lipi, Parikshit, they've all brought you uh, a wonderful show, which is called The Another Election Show. Reporters like Akanksha, Basant, Ayush, Ashwin, Hirdesh, and Shivangi were on ground, bringing you ground reports from UP, Uttarakhand, Goa, and Punjab. Our SENA coverage would not have been possible without your help. So thank you, dear subscribers. You can, of course, write to us at newslaundry.com slash podcast hyphen letters. Or you can send your mails to podcasts at newslaundry.com. Please subscribe, pay to keep news free. So with that, uh, we'll move on to our next uh, topic of discussion, which is the television show, or should I say web show, Jugardistan, which is on uh, Lionsgate Play. I wasn't able to complete all the sh- all the episodes for this show. Uh, I think there are eight episodes Nenika? There are
0: eight episodes, Yeah.
1: There are eight. I have seen about four and a half out of this. Nainika has completed the entire series.
0: My name I'm a journalism student. I need a story.
1: I want a strategic approach to handle this racism issue. Life isn't about surviving. It's about thriving. So what do do? I want to thrive. This country is the father
0: Excitement you don't even know what the fuck you really want.
1: i am very sorry, Kelly. You know what? Fuck this. What Abdul Galam said, that a passion, vision. Son, that, Elon Musk said, either you part of it or watch it happen. Uh, so I'll just give you a brief sort of uh, synopsis of what the what the show is. It's very difficult to give you a synopsis because <laughs> a lot of storylines. Because converging. the
0: show is so absolutely and completely confused about what it wants <laughs> to be. You cannot slot it anywhere at all. And I do not mean it in a good way. Like there are shows which are like, you know, blurring the boundaries between genres and do it well. But Jogaristan, unfortunately, did not do it well.
1: Wow, Danica has given her verdict before I could even summarize the show. <laughs> but the show, uh, In a Nutshell, is about the, uh, the e- examination scam, uh, which is where uh, students take exams for some other students. And that is interspersed with a lot of student politics. It is also uh, has uh, traces and sort of uh, uh, storylines about how uh, journalism and journalistic ethics are being uh, compromised. Uh, and all of this happens in the background of a fictional university, which is set in Delhi. But uh, it's very much a parallel for DU, if I'm if I'm not wrong. So the show uh, is on Lionsgate Play, and it's written and directed by Akash Khurana And uh, the star cast is actually quite comprehensive and quite good. I'm just going to read out some of the actors who appear on screen. Uh, So the show has Tanvi Azmi. It has Akarsh Khurana, who happens to be uh, the director's father. Uh, There's also Sumit Vyas, who's playing an upcoming politician. There is uh, Arjun Mathur, who plays an editor. There's Himika Bose. uh, There is Priyank Tiwari. And uh, there's Gopal Dutt, who was my favorite part of the show, uh, who plays a very sleazy um, sort of uh, agent who gets all these uh, mischievous things going of uh, examination scams. Uh, so the uh, so the cast list is quite good. Many of these actors uh, are from the theater. But uh, now let's get to the meat of uh, <laughs> of of the actual show. Uh, Nanica has sort of given you her um, verdict that she didn't really think much of the show. So I've seen four and a half episodes and my opinion is this seems like a show which is, although it's on an OTT platform, I think it it has... It, uh, mo- uh, the DNA of the show is more similar to regular TV, which we w- mm. watch on, on a yes. Zoot TV or a Sony, right? Which is to say that the intentions with which the makers have made the show seem to be in the right place but the portrayal of it does not seem authentic. If they are portraying a hostel room from a Delhi university, it's still very prim and pop- proper and well put together for me to believe that it's a, host- a hostel room. It the, the the surroundings don't seem lived in. The, uh, the, the, the storylines, the way these actors react, of course, Malab, it's a given because it's an Indian show that the actors are are portraying students are way uh, above their age to be portraying students but they are Um, so Nenika tell us what if, if there was anything you liked about the show and then I'll sort of take it from there and add to it if I have to Right. because you've seen the whole show.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'll add it. I was not a huge fan of the show. I finished it because I had to finish it to talk about it. I think if I was not like, you know, if I did not You did it
1: like you did like homework basically.
0: Yeah, I did it like homework. If I had like if I did not have this obligation and I just had to watch it, I think I would have quit like 20 minutes in.
1: Um, okay.
0: But, uh, but that I mean, I don't that's not on the show. That's also on my attention span, which is basically gravy uh but uh no but so what i liked about is that the actors have done a good job i will have to say in the you know whatever like limited direction that they got or whatever like I mean the Lionsgate play has clearly like invested a lot of money in it and all of that that right. you can tell like it's a very as you said I mean like, the,
1: the, the theme song is by Indian Ocean so yeah
0: it's very yeah. Prim and proper it's like very well done which is surprising which is why like, it's even more surprising that it doesn't fully come together because you know if they had so much money and if they had like people like if they had a genuinely good cast and if they had so many resources then what was it that was holding it back. But I feel like that maybe could be, like, again, that's probably a directorial choice to make it look like that because it clearly, like, don't, no other constraints are visible. The actors, even the young ones, have done, like, a considerably good job. And, yeah, I mean, they got, like, a great cast. Sumit Vyas is, like, I feel like he's, he played a good character with permanent roommates and I feel like he's caricaturizing the same guy he played there, here. And it's just, like, such a, again, like, he is also, for, like, he's supposed to on one end have a completely different personality which is supposed to be funny the other end he's supposed to be ruthless and cruel and it just doesn't come together like you don't see it like this it's not coherent and which is what my drive it's not coherent the storylines are like eight different plot lines going together they're all jumbled they're not like it's not even blending and coming together properly in the end and also like again It's a very much a creative choice on their part that's been left. Like it's not finished. Like I don't feel like it was fully finished. I think they're hoping for a second season. I think they're hoping to like have a second season to fully tie together everything. But it's just like so many characters, so many great actors completely wasted on it. The, I mean, it just doesn't feel real. Like Indian universities are very chaotic spaces, especially one, like, especially something like Dew, which is like a cultural hub, like there's so much happening. And there is a way to coherently bring together very difficult, different, chaotic lives that, you know, university students, when you're like 20, your brain hasn't fully developed, you're making one stupid decision after the other. Something like that can be very well represented. And I feel like, Abbas, have you watched Baked by Scoop Hoop?
1: No, I have not.
0: Oh, so it was probably one of the probably first five web series to come out. Like, it was like a little while after Permanent Roommates came out. And... I feel like Baked also is set in D.U., also has a mishmash of characters that are completely different, just like Jugadistan. And yet it manages to come together very well. It manages to be funny. It manages to have different sort of characters that all go together well. And if and bait was done on like what it feels like clearly, like a shoestring budget and does not right. have like everything together. And yet it did a good job. So you see Jugadistan is just like, have the writers and directors never really been to uni? Like have they not experienced what college can be like? Like you know like student something like student elections should be so chaotic, so interesting to watch like even then it does like a lackluster very current Choker-esque right. <laughs> mm-hmm. run with trail
1: I, of a Yeah, very like sanitized
0: and it can get really <laughs> Like they try to, for Sumit Vyas for some reason oh my god he's supposed to be like a Haryanvi goon and he still has like almost an English yeah. accent. <laughs> Like what are you doing? That is so. I was just like, I mean, yeah. That was that was very that was very jarring. I didn't like that.
1: Okay, so uh, you gave a very comprehensive put down of the show. Now
0: I don't I'm so sorry. I know people who worked on it did like a very I, difficult I, job.
1: I, of <laughs> I can sort of. Uh, I can sort of guess where that's coming from because you're from Delhi, right, nenika No, not at all. <laughs> Okay, you're not from Delhi. Okay, uh, where are you from?
0: A lot of places. <laughs> a
1: lot of places. But uh, I have, like I, I I told you offline, I have pretty much lived my life in Bombay. Yes. And I lived for a little bit in Bangalore. Okay. Right. So student politics and student election for someone who went to college in Bombay is absolutely alien. Okay, the most right. revolutionary thing we do in college is college fest time you have a red background, jaga, background yellow? Kar dein, so that's the most revolutionary thing you have done. Like, oh my god, it's right. you're, like you the I hero, mean, right?
0: I was briefly around the time I was finishing high school in Chandigarh, and PU student elections are probably like, oh my god. Exactly, yeah. Like, they were trying to poach students to their party offices while the admission was going on. So you can imagine how it is. Um, like, PU elections are intense. It's like it catches mm. the city, you know, fervor.
1: And, mm. Um, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you seem so disappointed in that. So, uh, for me, it's like, I think the student politics in recent history came really in, in the national limelight when the whole Kanaya Kumar case oh, yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when the sedition, I think it was a sedition case when he was put in jail and uh so so for 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 us for like fairly privileged kids in bombay for us i was like oh my god this is this is so cool like they get to like shout slogans have, student, in elections. Their, have <laughs> student elections and so for me the premise itself was very magnetic i was like oh my god right. like I'm, I'm finally going to see a portrayal of maybe something similar to that yeah. uh in, in this show but but you're right you know it does not walk down that same path and I think the makers try to play it very safe like the party that the party that Sumit Vyas is representing like when I was watching it with a friend, I was like, "They're supposed to be ABVP, right?" Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "No," but then he's also playing the good guy, and he's yeah, also kind of doing uh, the, the, you yeah. know, he he has this soft uh, soft spot that you want the, that they want to feel for him. I feel
0: like the series is trying to deal with like a dark theme, which is like an examination scam. Yes. Children popping off dead, and they've made the creative decision to intersperse it with comedy to sort of yeah. not let it become like a sacred games esque like. But then again, it doesn't come like again. That's a creative choice and. It's not a creative choice that I think is well-received because it doesn't come together. It's like oil and water. It's just completely separate.
1: And it does this thing, right? So they also try to sort of uh, address stuff like racism. Okay, so there's a character from the Northeast in the the show and racism towards him is supposed to be like a big plot point right. and right. his best friend happens to be this hijab wearing girl called Ayesha who's a journalism student right. and just to show that oh she wears a hijab but she's very modern the very first line they give her in the show is what the fuck are you doing right. so I'm like okay so they're establishing hey she wears a hijab but she can say fuck
0: okay
1: so so the show does make these very broad sort of uh, choices which are kind of kind of crazy
0: broad choices which are so which are like again this is a case of a writer's room that is too much on twitter
1: (laughs) (laughs) and there is a line in the in the show which says that uh, real politics is fought on ground not on twitter
0: (laughs) this this is a writer's room that's too online and needs to like get out for a
1: little bit yeah I love the support cast. I like I said, Gopal. Okay. That yeah, is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene uh, where uh, a character goes to a government hospital, and the doctor, uh, the <laughs> actor who's portraying the doctor, is <laughs> yeah, very funny be because he literally comes out and is like, "Hey, bidi, who's pira? Acha, acha, you're pira. Okay. So, you know, there are those small little quirks, which which again, like you which
0: said. I, I think that's that's the actors and I feel like, uh, yeah. fingers crossed, I hope all of them have good careers ahead. <laughs> Jogaristan is probably, you know, they did very well with it. So, I'm hoping all of them will have like great careers ahead. Mm. Um, Even the music or even the art design or the animations they have between scenes changing yes. or introducing a new episode, it just does not go together well with like mm-hmm. the rest of the show. So, Lots of money spent, lots of great resources, but the creative choices just did not allow it to come together like it should have. If you do, yeah, I mean, if you do want to watch something about Indian universities and how chaotic it can get and how funny it can get, just just watch big Dots It's like it came out in twenty fifteen, and I feel like it still holds up to be okay. genuinely watchable. So
1: I was thinking about this. I'm like, what's the last really uh, you know hard hitting portrayal of student politics I have seen on screen? And I could I could only think of Hassil, the Tigmanshu Dhulia film, uh, which starred uh, Irfan Khan and Jimmy Shergill. So, and this also came out, I think, I think this was in the out? in the mid-2000s, I think 2005 okay. or 2006. I oh. think that was Tigman Chudhulia's first directorial feature. So, yes. yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Jugaadistan uh, oh, yeah. was not much of a Jugar, uh for yeah. either of us. So, uh, it's yeah. a thumbs down from both of us.
0: Abbas, what was college like for you, real quick?
1: Oh, yes, which brings me to the biggest gripe of the show. Thank you for pointing it out. <laughs> I am a dental college dropout. Okay. Right. I studied two years of dentistry and then I dropped out uh, to become a freelance writer. Cause I don't like money and respect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like, I like guesting, guest hosting news, laundry podcast. So I pursued journalism. Uh, or media studies rather, but they have portrayed, so so our first two years of our classes used to happen with the medical students. So we used to go to the medical college for our classes. And this show portrays medical college in such a lackluster fashion where I'm like medical students Exactly, and they have a lecturer who smokes in front of the students i'm like are you aware how matlab kitni band professor a <laughs> what and they they're showing
0: like one girl was completely obsessed with the professor because I feel like this is always the case. Like there's always one Yeah.
1: <laughs> and none of them are, are wearing aprons. The dean of the college is also just very casually walking around yeah. without her. I'm like, they have patience to see they are rushing from one surgery to the next. They don't have time to do exactly, all of this.
0: Exactly. So exactly. yeah.
1: So college life for me, not very great. Uh I dropped out of my dental college <laughs> because um. Uh, I remember I once wrote a very long-winded uh, uh, answer to a question uh, which, which had a very direct answer and my lecturer called me and he told me, uh, Mr. Mumin you're not in an arts college, you're studying dentistry. So I was like, okay then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not what I'm supposed to be. Interesting. Interesting
1: point. How is it for you?
0: How was college for me? Oh God, that's, that's, uh, that's a man of worms. <laughs> there was, uh, so I'm an engineer. Uh, there was a lot happening, but it wasn't happening to me. So I was sort of, you know, like watching as a like, And when I saw a lot happening, it means a lot of insane shit happening. Everybody around me had a propensity to get into some really dangerous shenanigans, mm-hmm. And I watched all of that unfold. So I'm like, yeah, universities a very chaotic spaces because you have a bunch of very stupid 20 year olds. You've given them freedom. You've kept, kept them away from home for the first time. So obviously they're about to do like, they're about to really not be up to things that are good for them which is fun to portray, but it needs to come from somebody who understands that, and this show did not. So I'm Let's
1: sorry, uh, uh, everybody uh, who uh, made
0: Jugaadistan, <laughs> I'm really sorry. I don't want to be a hater. I love your work. You've clearly done a very good job.
1: No, I'm just saying, if the makers of Jugaadistan are listening to this, if your writing room needs some new writers, we have a lot of material, is what
0: I'm trying to say. <laughs> still, I'm, 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 I'm going to say sorry. because uh,
1: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Uh, let's move on to our next uh topic of discussion which is uh, a book that you uh, you you wanted to talk about nenika uh, right. the book is called sea state yes and uh what is it that uh, you'd want to tell us about okay. the book because so, uh, I yeah. came to know about the existence of this book existence of this book two days ago which wasn't <laughs> enough time for me to no no I uh, to go through the book yes uh,
0: so sea state is by Tabitha Lasie and she is a, a British journalist uh so the book I think came around sometime in 2021 but it did not gain traction immediately it's gained more traction now because it got nominated like the book award season came up and it got nominated for a few things so people have been picking it up more it gained more traction which is why I have, how I got to know about it which is why I read it uh so the book is about um so Tabitha decides to sort of she was working as a journalist in London decides to quit her job after something like happens to her and decides to research um, oil rig workers so you know offshore oil drilling happens off of the coast of well all oil producing nations and she decides to interview them because of the coast of like Scotland Aberdeen and all there's a lot of Brent crude that is produced and Brent crude is one of those like original crude oils that was converted to petroleum and used so she decides to start interviewing these men and so essentially the reason I picked up the book was because it was about the intersection of two of my favorite tastes which is Um, oil as an industry or particularly a dying and sort of sad industry and also men's private lives when they're away from women Uh, because it's always been something that I've been fascinated by but the more I got into the book it is these things but it's also taboo like it's also a memoir Mm -hmm. so the author she's sort of you know it starts off by she wanted to do like something like which was supposed to be investigative journalism about the oil industry and about disasters that happen in offshore drilling see offshore and like drilling disasters or accidents are like bad people die it's ecologically very harmful it's genuinely like you know uh, like BP is still paying for the oil spill that it caused years and years ago and so are corporations so you know it's on a huge scale but then it's more like it's very first of all it's a very bold choice to have a memoir as your first book and she's done it and she's talked about it so the reason is that she decides to interview 103 men who are all oil rig workers and she starts having an affair with one of them so it's a memoir of how you know how her life changes how it's it's like it's about transformation it's about the affair that she has this is a very married man with children that she's having an affair with so it's a very it's a very dark like moody dense sort of book it's not particularly hopeful but it is sort of like it's got this solid spirit of you know like you'd like the kind of how you'd need to toughen up your heart to work at an oil rig because it's again it's a very tough environment to work and you're away from home for weeks you do not know when you're going to die. You do not know what kind of accident you're going to get to. You do not know if the rig is going to fall apart or you're going to catch fire or you're going to inhale something noxious and die. So it's very much a solid, deep, dark, moody book. It's very much deals with themes of death and transformation. And um, if you like reading about women... Light reading. Light reading.
1: A little bit of light reading <laughs> <laughs> but
0: if you like reading about women talking about their lives and transformation and you do not want to read like you want to read something dark i go for *Sea state it's very complex and nice and yeah i'd recommend it
1: <laughs> i see so you say she's she goes she goes with the objective of interviewing these men who work yes. work in oil rigs yes. and somewhere along the way she falls in love with one of them yes and uh, yeah i think it's a very journalistic instinct to still keep going with the book because i think most <laughs> writers most writers at that point would be like uh, you know because i don't know it kind of falls into the conflict of interest i guess where yeah you, you fall in love with your with your subge- one subject one of your subjects. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's definitely one of the themes that she, you know, decides again, creative choice on her part to not only have an affair with the married man who she was interviewing, but then also choose to write about him, her life with him, how it affects her, how the aftermath of the affair left her and all of that. And I'm like, it's a very bold, she's not like trying to sugarcoat anything. She's not trying to make it nice. And again, that's a creative choice. And I feel like I received it pretty well. So yeah.
1: So uh, you said you were interested in the uh, in the declining oil industry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen the film "There Will Be Blood," um, starring Daniel Day Lewis? It won the best picture, I think, in two thousand eleven or two thousand twelve. And so that that uh, film is set, I think, somewhere in the eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's based on a book which was called "Oil," oh, and yeah. it's about this man who happens to chance upon a uh, oil refinery, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a very High concept artsy-fartsy film. I have seen it. It's mm-hmm. it's it's one of those where I keep wanting to go back to it, but I right. just haven't. Right. And it's directed by uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, who oh I love uh, who Paul did Thompson. yeah who did Licorice Pizza, Actually, which I, I haven't. seen. I love
0: Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> I literally watched Licorice Pizza two weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, um, so
1: I, I think you will like it because the the presence of oil and how oil changes a person's fortune is very central does, to that film.
0: It's, um, yeah. It'll always remain a substance that is very, I mean, just, you know, like fuel that you extract from the belly of the earth and it's very transformative, it's noxious, it holds so much power. It, what it has allowed human life to become on this earth simply by being just one of the most versatile powerful substances how wars have been fought over it Mm -hmm. um so yeah oil is oil is almost like you know how you have like a mysterious powerful corrupting substance some like like the ring in lord of the rings yeah 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 Uh, Mm -hmm. so it's always been very fascinating to me and i love all the art that it inspires including sea state please read it uh mile to town if you're reading it Good job. <laughs> my
1: my reading list right now is uh, all the Westland books that I have gathered in the last <laughs> month because they were going out of yes, place. Yes, yes. So ra- right now I'm reading Our Hindu Rashtra by uh, Akar Patel. Okay. and uh it's 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 really good so far but okay. uh you already knew that because you're listening to a news laundry podcast <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay so I guess uh, uh the last thing we'll uh, talk about before we wrap up is uh um is the show servant of the people which is a Ukrainian comedy show which starred the then uh comedian now president of Ukraine uh Vlodomir Zelensky I hope I pronounced it correctly yeah for you um, so I thought it'd be interesting to check it out because in the in the show he plays a fictionalized version of a president and uh, if you've been keeping up with any sort of news you know that uh, his uh, his sort of, uh, what should I say, his stock has risen <laughs> in the last couple of days because he's he's out there in the streets fighting with the people of Ukraine. Um, so the producer of this show was uh, was nice enough to send me a link of the first episode. So I, I saw the first episode and I really liked the show. I was, uh, just to give you a brief one-line synopsis, it's about a school teacher who, by certain chance of events, turns ends up as the president of Ukraine, uh, and the 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 way they have portrayed the show is it keeps switching between present day and flashbacks. And the flashbacks are of a few months before the election, where he's a history teacher. So he's trying to teach uh, the history of Ukraine and the, the important Ukrainian figures to his students. And none of them know uh, the correct history of all these great people. So in a, in a moment of anger, uh, this history teacher played by Zelensky just goes, you know what, to teach people, I think I'll run for president, then they'll know. And he enters his name in the election and by certain chance of events, which I think will be revealed in future episodes. They don't reveal it in the first episode. Yes. Uh, The show starts with this very common man becoming um, the, the president of Ukraine. Uh, the thing that I was surprised by is I have, I don't think I've ever seen any Ukrainian television or cinema before this. I have seen some Russian films, but I have seen Russian films at film festivals. So again, they were very high concept artsy-fartsy films, which were very either very sad, very dark, or I just didn't get them. So I thought it would be interesting to see if I would be able to get the comedic beats of this show. But it was very well done. Like, I, I think anybody from any part of the world will be able to see the show and laugh at it and get it. Because uh, even though sh- even though the show is on YouTube and the subtitles aren't great, you still get the jokes. And uh, yeah, I mean, Zelensky is a pretty damn good actor. I think he's emotional for the emotional beats. He's serious when he needs to be serious. And there's a likability about him even on the show, which, which, which kept me hooked. Uh, but I felt really sad because uh, in the opening credits of the of the show, the show is called Servant of the People, which is also Zelensky's party's name. Yeah, so, the party was
0: registered on the name of the
1: show. Yes. So uh, the opening credits are Zelensky's character going around Ukraine, in the streets of Kiev on a bicycle, and it's done very beautifully on a very sunny day. And I just kept thinking, you know what? I don't know how many of these places have survived now because there's been so much of bombing. So. Uh, yeah the show is out on YouTube guys uh, watch it it's, it's, it's funny and um, yeah it just made, kept making me think of uh, how uh, real world is now uh, mimicking a fictional character or vice versa however you want to put it so yes uh, any, any anything that comes to your mind Nainika where you watch something on screen and then it just turned out to be true in, in life <laughs> Oh God! Uh... Oh, oh! I have to tell you before that. So there's this one scene where uh, now he's the president. So his uh, his assistants and everyone are like, you know what? Now that you're the president of Ukraine, you can't be dressed in this, uh, you know, common person tie and whatever. So we're gonna dress you up. We're gonna give you a makeover. And they start showing him various uh, suits and everything. And so they, there's a scene where they show him like a, a range of watches, and uh, they ask him, "You should pick this one," and he picks that one. And he says, no, you shouldn't pick this one. You should pick this one. You know who wears it? And he says, who? And they say Putin. And I was like, oh my God, they put in a Putin joke in there in 2014. Uh,
0: yeah, spoke too soon. But yeah.
1: <laughs> but sorry, Nanika, you were saying.
0: No, no, I'm trying to think if there's like, you know, something like, if life imitates art situation has ever happened to me. Uh, I can't think of one, but I will ask Abbas, what if tomorrow, by mm. a twist of fate, you gain like extreme <laughs> political power? Do you think you'd handle it well?
1: Would I handle it well? I don't think so. I think it's very <laughs> tough to be a politician. What, uh, I what think would
0: be your downfall?
1: Just that, right? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. So uh, as much as we criticize politicians, at least for me, I think tomorrow if I have 10 people surrounding me saying sir aap jo bolia jaega, i my mind will go to some pretty okay. <laughs> dark places <laughs> to get some things done uh, yeah, so okay. yeah just Interesting. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay. good
1: yeah. because uh, my my only my only uh, point of reference to this is i was class monitor in standard <laughs> 8 and i i sort of took advantage of my authority a couple of times yeah. and the badge was taken away from me when my when my <laughs> when my deeds were discovered <laughs> so I think yes it's gonna carry carry on in my political career as well yeah,
0: interesting uh, do you think you'd make a good wartime general like you know
1: mm, not at all If you
0: know, war breaks out
1: over nope <laughs> <laughs> I will be in my bunker <laughs> hoping nobody disturbs me
0: yeah I mean Zelensky has balls for just you know not like still being out there vlogging yes. I mean yeah. he's probably gonna get killed I, I hope not um,
1: I hope not yeah I mean, but, it would be really uh, sad.
0: You, he, he does have courage to be. I mean, I'm not obsessed with him like some people on Twitter are. I'm like, I still do think it's pretty courageous to be out there while, you know, your country is experiencing war. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, do you think uh, Zelensky has been corrupted by the power that he suddenly got? Do you think being a comedian, oh, because you're a stand up comedian, do you think being a comedian prepares you to be a politician?
1: Uh, yes, I think it does. Okay, because, what are the uh,
0: themes? What are the powers because- of being a comedian?
1: Of course, there is the idea of public speaking, right? Right. Uh, there is the uh, quality of facing crowds, right? And also, I think there is the, uh, uh, there is the there is certain element of, I won't say influencing people, mm-hmm. but but uh, making them see things the way you want them to see. So like you gauge
0: public mood and then direct it in a place that you want it to be directed.
1: Some of that, but also if I can take one step further, you go in with a premeditated idea of how you want to make them think. Oh. And, and, and you make them do that right. because that's essentially what comedy is I'm going right. to make you see my point of view of course a, a crowd which comes to a comedy club is not a crowd that comes to a political rally right. to... but
0: similar themes like similar yes. levels of emotional manipulation required yes yes. and
1: the... I don't know where I read this I, I mean someone can write to us and tell us who said this that in an argument you don't need to be right you just need to prove the other person wrong right. And and comedians have a way of doing that of of somehow making the other person seem like they don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. so yeah and of course you can outshout uh, people so yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the aggression probably really helps. Yes, uh, yes. But um, interesting, interesting. I'm gonna watch it, but I mean, it, like you talked about it with Rajastri the last episode as well. So I don't think we can talk about it ever again. But I still am interested. Uh, to see. Let me,
1: let me, uh, let me make it simple for you, Nanika It's better than Jugadista.
0: Ah, <laughs> 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 I is very <way> low. Sorry, <laughs> like, I don't want to be a hater. I'm not. <laughs> gonna <laughs>
1: right so that brings us to the end of our show uh, my name is Abbas if you want you can follow me on social media my twitter handle is at Abbas Moment. that's A W B A S M O M I N. and while you're online give me a follow on Instagram as well uh, my Instagram handle is AbbasMomin88 thank you Miss Nenika <laughs> <laughs> thank you Abbas and that's a wrap
0: all the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher iTunes and
1: any other podcast platform